Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. What's up everybody? My name is Alex. And I'm Nick. You're listening to The Thread presented by Ronnie Scott and Hennessy. On SohoRadioLondon.com. And we are thrilled to say the man is here right now. Tom, how you doing, my man? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. yeah hello. Nice to be here. Thank yeah. you for having me. Thanks for coming thanks for down. coming down and thanks for making time. I know I know how busy you are. Um, yeah, how's how's it going at the moment? You you, was, you were just saying off air a year off, an unofficial year off. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be my my year off, but um, I kind of just uh, realised that when I'm not doing anything, I get quite bored. So yeah. I've um, I've started a new project with a drummer called Yusuf Days. Yusuf Days. And, and I really um, wanted to get into that. Yeah, yeah, man, that's that's basically what I've been up to, kind of since um, since the new year. Is that gonna be a record? And Is it gonna be a record? It's gonna be an album. Yeah, it's turned oh. out to be like a like fourteen track album. Or something. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. How many of you in there? I saw some videos of it look like a trio. It's it's it? got different parts. It's got trio moments. Then it's got like kind of just like big production stuff. And amazing. It's yeah, it's really um really varied. His drumming nice. intrigues me. I'm absolutely fascinated mm. with his drumming. It's just it's so listenable. That Yusuf Kamal record was so such a such a big statement. I thought, how did you how did you yeah. hook up with him? Um, I've I've kind of like been a fan of him for a while, and then he uh, we had a session about a year ago, um, and we just kind of just got on really well, yeah. and like just it was good vibes. We just kind of fit fit well together, yeah. you know, mm. musically. So, um, and it's like the perfect project for me. Is no. that you no. returning more as a guitar player, so leaving a bit more of the vocal stuff behind, or because I've only heard a couple of mm. tra- a couple of little snippets? Yeah, online. we did some videos. Yeah, yeah. Is, no, there, is there vocal stuff on I'm it? I'm singing on it. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. we got some vocal features as well. Um, but it's also just like there's trio stuff as well, yeah. instrumental stuff, and yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Well, everything we've heard sounds dope. Can't yes. can't wait to hear it. On on the guitar yeah. thing. And uh, we are fans of your Are We Live podcast with Jordan and Alpha and yeah. Barney. Who have and, Jordan, mm-hmm. Alpha, Jordan and Alpha have both come on the show. Yeah. Um, maybe, that's what, that's, maybe that's how we got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, one, th- one thing you said in the last episode, and they didn't really pick up on it, but you're like, yeah, I'm playing uh, Crossroads Festival. Yeah, ah. I've got a personal invitation from Eric Clapton. And they oh, were a yeah. bit like, what's Crossroads? <laughs> and I was like freaking out. I was like, that's really? a huge thing. Yeah, it's insane. I, I just used to watch the videos online on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Um, how'd that like call- John Mayer's done one, like yeah. all my favourite guitarists. I was yeah, just right. like... How'd that, call- I mean, how'd that come about? Um, well, my dad said, because I, I, I've now moved out and uh, my dad got a letter to my parents' house basically saying, from Eric Clapton, like, come, <laughs> do you want to play this festival? And he was like, you got a letter from Eric Clapton. I was like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Um and that's you. I presume they want you to play guitar more than. Or are you going to taper your set? You're going to curate your well, set. Well, apparently, I more? I don't need to bring a band, so I'll go there and play with their band. Yeah. Oh. And um, we'll play some of my tunes. But I don't really understand how it's going to work. Like, see, like, I, without I, going with with a yeah. band, you know. For yeah. me, as somebody who plays a guitar and loves a guitar, I would be and I'm not saying you are. I would be absolutely shitting myself if if I was turning, if I was turning up the yeah. yeah. <laughs> So no, I, I mean, like, that's going to be a, a huge. A huge, wicked, amazing, mm. like eureka moment! You're gonna freaking walk up there, and all the guys are gonna be there. I mean, I've seen footage of of BB King on that. I've seen footage yeah, of, of of Derek Trucks, and it's it's a really Derek really amazing yeah. gig, man. Mm-hmm. I really congrats. That's gonna be a real. I mean, I don't know what after cross a hang, right? You get to as, hang as a guitar with player, Gary Clark after, Jr. and all these guys. Yeah. It'd be amazing. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Should be sick, and it's like a stadium. Apparently, it's like a sixty thousand yeah. plus stadium. It's yeah. like so. If you, if you don't know how it works, and they, and they just say come and bring your tunes, like what's the? Yeah. 
How do you go into that? Just calm and I don't know, man. I just have to go and see what happens. Because, like, the other guys have their own bands, I think, from the videos yeah. I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I actually have no idea. I'm just going to go and see what happens. You're going to walk um, up and be like, it's going to be you and me, you and Eric, just sit down acoustic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? It's going to be something <laughs> mental like that. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Well, congratulations on that. That's great. Since Thank we're you. on the guitar tip, mm. I was kind of mindlessly scrolling through Facebook, which I try not to do too much. And since I'm a little bit of a guitar geek, I saw a Fender thing with, with, with you on it. Yeah. And I noticed like you, you've been, you've been on the strat. Like, is that, is that your thing? Is that been your, your guitar forever? Yeah. I've kind of always, just always played a strat. Um, just like the man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a one guitar man. I've always played, I've got this John Mayer signature strat and, um, I just love it. Yeah, yeah they were saying that. Yeah, so on tour, there's no like racks of ten, twelve guitars lined up. No, because we, we had Ronnie Wood in the other day, and it was like the guitars yeah. basically filled the room. There was no space for punters. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you brought them in in here to the studio. He, uh, to, to Ronnie's. Oh, to, to Ronnie's. Ronnie's. Yeah, yeah. To play a gig. Yeah. 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 I just, I You're just one. Yeah, I've always just used yeah. one guitar. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's cool. I'd like That's to get cool. more, but don't need to. No, I mean, to. if you if you've got the yeah, sound on your good, if you've got the sound that you you know you can't find anywhere else yeah i, mean, I, I tend to try and get one guitar that does everything for me you know it mm. takes all the boxes yeah that would be that one i know uh, that's the john mestrat and yeah. the ja- the the sort of jazz connection i mean obviously we we work at ronnie scott's for the jazz for the for the day job and you are working with you are sort of in the jazz scene but kind of not i don't i, I wonder mm. about your relationship with that or do you not not think about it you're working with yusuf as we've uh, established your sister laura plays sax yeah. you've got uh, Akanibi, i think was in your band for a yeah, while yeah, wasn't he them a bit. yeah and yeah, braxton yeah. cook as well yeah um i saw you at ronnie's braxton cook didn't i yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and alpha mist and stuff so yeah what's what's your take on that do you feel like you're in it do you um i'm not really sure I, I guess i i draw from jazz and i love jazz music but i'm not yeah. i'm not in like the southeast london jazz scene you know with like but, oscar jerome and and yeah. like these guys and uh but i don't really know man i guess so it's yeah yeah, i guess i sit in that scene sort of um but i try not to think about it too much you know yeah 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 yeah. so you you, you're saying like this is kind of an off year yeah right so have you been writing a lot i mean i I guess Mm. the use of thing has been taking sometime but yeah i've just i've just been um working on this tape with yusuf like we've been in the Mm. studio for the last two weeks and um, it's just really fun. I'm just really excited about it because mm. it's like, it, I'm because I'm kind of collaborating and I'm doing things I wouldn't normally do in the studio and and new sounds and like the way I'm processing my vocals and singing is completely different to like my right. previous work and stuff. So, Dope. yeah, man. And it must be a nice departure in a way because I think again I heard on the Are We Live podcast you were you were vocalising that geography was quite a a difficult process or maybe there was a bit of a pressure to get it out at a certain time yeah you know and maybe mm. there was a little bit of a compromise there is mm-hmm. would, would that be fair to say yeah, yeah i think it was just i had a deadline and like i had yeah. to get it done yeah you know and um i think i had like it was like i had like a month to finish it and i hadn't yeah. done much and i was just yeah. like fuck that's but, not um, compatible with making good art is it you know i don't know but, i disagree i think yeah. that could put you in a place where you get some really good stuff done because you're like ah mm-hmm. and otherwise you could just sit on one track forever like being perfectionist about it and the, some of the tracks that you maybe he doesn't like the ones that we really do like 
I think sometimes deadlines yeah. can work, but if, yeah, I mean, a, an album in a month would make me stressed out, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> mm. no, it can be good, I think, but I'm enjoying this this project because I don't have a deadline. Mm. We've got like an sort of imaginary deadline, more Yusuf's deadline, yeah, right? yeah. and I'm enjoying just kind of um, living with the music, which is quite nice, yeah. you know. And What's Yusuf like as a person? Is he pretty laid back? He's very laid back, yeah. yeah. Very chilled. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I imagine, yeah. We booked him early on like with United Vibrations oh yeah like six or seven years ago or something and I remember it was one of those moments where you book a band and you don't realise one of the players is a standout musician a bit like with Ezra and Joam and Jones and Femi mm. and, like you in- immediately lock on to those players because they're just incredible mm. I remember thinking there's something really special about this guy he's yeah he just like breathes like rhythm and drums yeah. and his pocket is just like yeah. crazy yeah um, yeah I don't understand yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I either. Know. I think you're just born with that. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's an, it's an obsession as well. You know, he's listening all the time. I imagine. Yeah, you know. Cool, man. Let's hear some music. Yeah, um, yeah. Tom, you've uh, made a few killer choices here. Should we start with the Radiohead track? Do you want to say a little bit about the band or that track? Why you chose it? Yeah, I just um, I've always liked Radiohead, and this is one of my favorite tracks of theirs. And um, it's kind of inf- I think with the use of tape, I've kind of drawn quite a lot from Radiohead. Yeah. Um. And and just dig the track really. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, actually we were just comparing Radiohead stories there yes. about about the live thing and You uh, won. You won. Humble brag, you know, I've, I've got a saying. It was yeah, it was incredible. Kind of jealous of that man. It's... Um yeah. Everyone should go and see Radiohead. <laughs> uh, and we were, well, um, we were we were talking about podcasts as well. You have your own podcast, don't you? I do. With, yeah, with some mates. Uh, where yeah. can people hear that? Is it anywhere that I think it's now on Spotify, so you can you can hear it. It's um, Are We Live podcast. Yeah. How did that come about? So that's you, Jordan, Alpha Mist, Barney. Yeah, we we we, just, we kind of um, it's just an excuse to meet up and socialize, really. Yeah. But like with with microphones, so it's it's kind of a different vibe because we talk about stuff we wouldn't normally talk about if we met up at the pub. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's how I see it, you know. I but feel nice. like you're kind of working out like music industry bollocks as well, like live between you. You're just like, yeah, we just yeah, have got discussion. a million plays on my YouTube, and I didn't get it. anyone else get that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you need to speak to that. So you're sort of working out stuff. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's sometimes I'm 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 not sure if it's sort of like if we cross the line. Yeah, because it's now on Spotify, and sometimes we're slagging off Spotify, and it's all a right. bit like. But yeah. but I like it's cool. it. It's real. You know? It is that's, real. That's why it engages, and that's why I'm, I'm sure it's got a great audience because yeah. you guys are just being yourselves, you know. Speaking yeah. of streaming and that, like before before geography and before you got signed, like what was your? How did you get your music out to people? And what would you say like was the first bits where people started paying attention to stuff you were, you were releasing? Um, well, I just put stuff up on SoundCloud, and I, I made a beat. I used, I used to just make beats after school every day, and um, kind of just built a following like that. Kind of people started listening, and um, yeah, that's it, man. Just SoundCloud. Were you just you making know? beats because you you enjoyed it, or were you there were the MCs you wanted to get your beats to and stuff like that, or both? Or? No, no, I, I just loved making beats, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I was doing um, music technology at school, and uh, it gave me a platform to kind of create and compose, and and uh, I just kind of did it that way. Because you went yeah, to man. Trinity for a little bit as well, didn't you? I did for like yeah. seven months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a four year jazz degree, and I was just I can't do this. This is yeah intense no i understand you know. that it's like learning about it forced learning yeah it's 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 weird isn't it because we've had 
It, it reminds me of uh, we had tomorrow's warriors in here who are oh, an yeah. organization who've championed yeah. all the all the now you know up and coming southeast london jazzers yeah. you know the new buyers and moses boyd and theon cross and all those guys have come out of tomorrow's warriors and they say that you know educating jazz musicians it's, it's a weird thing because actually the education is getting out there and jamming and yes and learning off other musicians right so yeah to sit down in a class and like learn notation for eight hours it's kind of yeah do, yeah do some of that learn the theory maybe it goes back to the miles davis thing it's like learn it all and then forget it don't let it hold you back yeah because there's so many people that learn all the theory and the mixolydian modes and that and then their music becomes it loses something right loses yeah, a bit of the yeah, soul yeah. that you started because of your passion for music mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah i think the best thing was that i was playing my guitar every day so that was like the mm. you yeah. know that's the yeah, best yeah. thing really yeah totally um, yeah. and yeah. and i think i read you started putting vocals on tracks and then noticed that they were getting more listens mm-hmm. so you thought oh stick with a bit more of that is that how the vocal thing started that's it man i was just, yeah they just did better and i was like i might as well keep singing <laughs> you know and, how, um, how, how do you find lyric writing then i'm not i'm not really a, i don't consider myself a great lyricist like i'm not i've always been like i love uh instrumental music and i like mm. i like singing but I, i'm just not one for like writing lyrics myself so that's always like a really slow process but um, it's another like art form, isn't it? You know, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like. I, I imagine you do. I mean, you have an opportunity to do loads of cool co-writes because some of your mates are like, you know, you have quite a cool creative cir- circle. Just your podcast yeah. alone, mm. and after this album, uh, is there some people you like looking forward to co-writing with or trying to make it happen? Um, I'd love to work with like Q-Tip and oh, yeah. like just like old school hip hop legends. I mean, Q-Tip really? like. Buster Rhymes, um, yeah. yeah, man, just that lot. Because you had De La Soul on the track, mm-hmm. Geography. Yeah, man, that was cool. But I just sent him the track and he just sent the verse back. So yeah. I, mean, I loved like getting the studio with these people yeah. and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously I'm still happy. Yeah, yeah, But just yeah. The, the process is like important as well, you know. Mm. Um, I'd love to work with Anderson Pack. Yeah, um, man. I'd like some, some people in the jazz world as well. Um, Robert Glasper would be really cool. Yeah. You know. He yeah. seems very... Yeah. Anyway, at the times meeting him, he seems very open to doing stuff as well. Yeah. Um. And, and speaking of podcasts, you should listen to the Mark Maron podcast yeah. with, with Anderson Pack. It's like an hour and a half of him and Anderson just chopping it up. Who? who? Uh, Mark Maron. Okay. M A R C space M A R O N. It's an hour and a half interview with Anderson Pack, and it's pretty ear opening and, and eye opening. Totally. Guy, guy had quite a life, and he's totally open about it. He's, his his he's upbringing cool. was brutal. Anderson. I mean, yeah, Anderson yeah, yeah, Pack. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, he was talking about his his dad was like domestic abusing, like his mum, and like, and then he was, and then he moved on. So he talked about that. And it sounded horrific. And then he's like, "So I went to live with my stepmother. She's in jail too now." And then he goes, "But I'm not." And that's just the essence of Anderson. He's like such a positive guy, even though he is, he's had yeah. this, you know, really difficult upbringing. He's I didn't just know that. I, I knew he worked yeah. on a weed farm in yeah. California. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. he talk about the weed farm? He did talk about it. Yeah, anyway, go check it out, man. I'll write it down before before you leave so you don't forget. It's it's I really will, cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I imagine like some of those collabs would just be insane to make happen, but it, it may it may happen. I mean you got yeah. you got De La Soul on the track, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but honestly, like Yusuf is my dream collab. Like, yeah. Like the project yeah. I'm doing right now is like the project that I wanted to do, you know. Yeah. Because um it I've sounds like I've such always... a good fit, man, from from the little clips we've heard. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just always loved drums and, like, groove and, like, Yusuf is that, he's that guy. He's mm. just, like, you know. Who's on bass? 
Um, Tom Dreesler's doing some stuff. Oh, great. Um, uh, Love Tom. Tom's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. Rocco Palladino. Great. Doing some stuff. So they're the kind of guys, yeah. Mm. But yeah, man. So the producing, the beat making, is that is that still something you're you're keeping up? You, you, you like doing the bedroom producing? Yeah. Remixing? Are you, are you keen to get back into that? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still doing a bit here and there and um I definitely want to produce for other people and stuff still, you know. So yeah. I'm doing that as well. But cool man. Fun. Cool. Um let's hear another track, shall we? Yeah. Uh why don't you talk to me about this this Kiefer track, Socially Awkward? Yeah, um Kiefer's this producer from LA who plays piano and um just makes really no- I love the way he programs his drums. It's it's quite a unique drum programming, I think, and um it's kind of like a very LA like kind of hazy sound and like yeah it's just nice nice beats Cool. That was uh, Kiefer, Socially Awkward. Uh, something I wanted to talk to you about is maybe the transition of like gigging on big outdoor festival stages and what's that mm. like. Um, and, you know, because I, I'm not quite sure like how much gigging you've been doing your whole life and stuff mm. like that. But it, it seems that the big outdoor festival stage in front of many thousands of people yeah. is a big jump no matter how much one has been has been gigging. You want to talk a bit about that? And um, I, I love playing festivals. It's kind of a chance to like... It's a more relaxed way of playing shows. Like touring, you're playing shows night after night and festivals like I rock up one weekend and play a show in front of like a vibey crowd and people are having fun, you know. Is so it less they, pressure? Because they're not all there just for you yeah it's less pressure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i much prefer it yeah. Oh, cool. yeah 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 yeah. and um i just like it man you get yeah. to enjoy the festival you know that's right yeah. you, you yeah, had yeah, a yeah. big year last year in terms of gigging you like and culminating in like two brixton academies right yeah was that i mean i think you said on your <laughs> podcast like that was difficult yeah, yeah it was it was just like quite tiring i think I, yeah. cause I did two months of of touring and then like so I did quite a few shows back to back. I think I did like what well, I mean, the three big shows back to back. It was Manchester, London, London. Yeah. And the second, the the final London night, I just like, I was so tired. Yeah. And I was just a bit like, I was kind of on stage, like seeing things, like not quite oh, there. Right. Yeah. And I had I had to get through the gig like an hour and a half, and I just I just remember thinking, fuck this. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but now That's I've done you it. Now you need a holiday. Yeah, well, the year off, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I love, you know, I love playing shows and I love like jamming out and, you know. Yeah. Are you, are, sorry, are you Ray, are you Londoner? Like, through I'm Londoner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Born and Where? raised. Like, South East London. Nice. So, I mean, yeah. so imagine getting the Brixton Gig Hub, Josie. Somewhere near Brom- Bromley, is that right? <laughs> Somewhere near Bromley? Huh? Is it Bromley, where you're from? Where? Oh, no, I'm from um, East Dulwich. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, getting the Brixton Gig's got to be a cool tick in the box you know like that that's quite mm. a big gig to get the angelo freaking played there you know it is cool but I, I i never really like saw it as like a amazing like venue i mean obviously yeah. it is but i yeah, just didn't no, have that association so sure. i was like cool brixton sure. yeah, yeah, like yeah. but it is amazing um, i remember when i saw leanne le havis there she was on the stage talking about man this is crazy playing playing here she say that because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she born and raised around there well yeah because yeah. well, she'd been to so many gigs there yeah sure kind of thing i love leanne just her voice yeah. it's like Amazing. I like yeah. the guitar playing as well. She's fantastic. 
Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So st- sticking with the live the live gigs, you uh, you did us the honour of uh, doing a late show at Ronnie's. And yeah. I've, got, I've got a big up Duncan here as well, because I, I believe it was, well, it was part, partly your idea to do a back-to-back Ronnie Scott's and then Printworks. Yeah, that was an that's, interesting mix. That's of gigs, really yeah. lateral. You don't thinking. really get further apart venues, but that's so good, right? I it think was that's cool. that's what in the modern day, mm. as an artist, it's such a great call because you know your music lends itself to, yeah. you know, jazz institution and industrial warehouse. Yeah, you know, and the, and how your music sounds in those two different spaces. Yeah, that's true. How was the Ronnie's thing for you? Like the seated audience, was it a bit weird? Was it hard it to get used to? It was a bit weird, yeah, because uh-huh. I, I saw, I mean, I, obviously I love the venue, but I yeah. I could see like my mate right in front of me, like bit too knife close. and fork, you know, just <laughs> like sitting there. I was just like... They were eating at one in the morning. What a pig. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, I was just, it's so intimate and yeah, yeah, you yeah. see everyone and like I think I was oh, that was like I was the most nervous I've ever been for a gig. Oh no way! You know? Napalm was um, talking about that when she came. Napalm was nervous. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. She said, but she said it, um, there was someone in the front row with a bad brains T-shirt on, so that set her at ease. She's like, oh no, okay, it's not going to be some like polite jazz club thing. I can like I've got some punks here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I remember because you brought along loyal loyal Karna to do a track. And Did I? I remember him just going, "It's fucking late, man." <laughs> because <laughs> it was it was like one in the yeah, morning it was a late one man. yeah, yeah. and then yeah. Printworks was weird because it's such a long thin venue that like yeah. the first like 50 meters can can see me and then yeah right as you keep going back it's like i'm yeah. just a little dot like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah in the distance um so i don't know how yeah it was a good gig but for a live show i think that that venue yeah. that was one of the first live shows they've done so it's kind sure. of like testing it out and yeah yeah it's I good got, for djs i gotta say with the ronnie's thing i don't think i told you but yours was like the second fastest selling show we've ever done and it's 60 years of Ronnie's this year. So yours was the second fastest. That's crazy. And the fastest ever was another guitarist who sings. don't know who, if you can guess who it was. A legendary old school jazz it's guitarist. Show the guitar is the one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Do you know? Um, yeah, no. Go on, have a guess. Sings. Uh, George Benson? That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Oh. That was it. Wow. Very, very quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Since, since so, we're talking about... But you were faster than Shaka Khan, but not quite as quick as George. <laughs> oh, wow. So how, how quick did it set out? It was like a matter, of a matter of seconds. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Does the website ever crash? If yeah, you're... it does. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. working on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Since we talk about the live thing, I made a note. I wanted to ask uh, about Tiny Desk because I know you did a Tiny Desk performance. Yeah. Just like talk me through like what that day is because, I mean, I'm like growing up in the states. I used to li- listen to NPR quite a lot. And yeah. Then, but I was over in London when the Tiny Desk thing started happening. Yeah. And I just find myself discovering a lot of new artist that way and i listen That's to the great tiny curation desk. though don't yeah, so I listen good, to yeah. the podcast i love it i mean what so what's it like do you turn up early to walk me through the day of the tiny desk thing? um yeah we got there it's like kind of like office building um you go to like the fourth floor or something and then it's like a massive office room and it's literally just a corner of a massive room um because you have no idea if you watch the videos really mm. and uh basically we just um started playing and people rocked up from the office it's just the staff and, um, just like, the staff yeah kind of just random people and uh yeah it was good man it's really quite nerve-wracking yeah it must really be intimate, a, you know? it must be a fake office is it it's not it's people real, don't it's, actually work there when the no, it's a real work. office yeah? yeah and there are some people still working while you're playing the gig is that right if they don't want to come and come and watch you know you catch them looking at you as they're typing like keep it down will you yeah um but yeah that's that's it but 
Cool. It's cool. It's, I mean, that is a real um, illustration of the power of the internet, isn't it? Because like you say, you discover artists through that. I know Tank and the Bangers yeah. won a, mm. a Tiny Desk competition. Yeah. Their, their track went out on Tiny Desk. Suddenly they're touring the world. Yeah. Because that's, that's had 10 million hits and stuff like that. And yeah. the, the sound they get on those sessions is just so, yeah. so amazing. The guy who mixes it is just mm. like a bit of a genius, really, yeah. with, with that setup. And Do you realise yeah. as it's happening? Like, about, about the Because I've thought it's very mm. minimal and, and it always sounds good through the headphones and the speakers. Mm. But like, like, when you're there, it seems like it's pretty bare and you're just maybe hearing what you're doing. Mm. But like, as it's happening, do, it, yeah. does it... Do you realise awesome. it's going to sound yeah, good? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. You try and make it sound awesome in the room. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, man. So I've thought about that. I was like, how does it always sound good? You know? Yeah. Surely it's not, but every tiny desk sounds good. Speaking of things yeah, that sound good, should we play your Bobby Caldwell, well, the Bobby Caldwell track? Yeah, let's do it. Um, this one's called Down for the Third Time. Any reason in particular you, you picked it? It's just one of my favourite tunes from him. Um, it's just good. Good Bobby vibes. Yeah, man. Okay, that was Bobby Caldwell, and we're still here hanging with Tom Mish. Um, yeah, that's, that's one of the things I love about you, man. Like, you've got such a diverse musical taste, like dropping the soul stuff. I know you're massively into your hip-hop, your Dillahead. Yeah. Yeah, and then we yeah. were talking about John Mayer earlier and yeah. Gary Clark and uh, uh, Derek Trucks uh, on the guitar side of things. And, like, where do you, where do you find new music? Where, where, are you, um, where are you keeping up with stuff? I think, you know, some of it's like Spotify these days, like related stuff yeah um a lot of it is digging on youtube and and yeah. finding out the, the samples of stuff that i like you know yeah like mm. i learned a lot from from digging hip-hop and and the genres that come from from that i guess and um like 80s so much 80s music has come from hip-hop yeah, right mm-hmm. from the stuff in the 90s that i like and yeah and um going clubbing and love yeah. like, you know electronic music that kind of thing digging yeah. that kind of thing yeah, and, yeah, yeah. um and then yeah i think i think that's it really you know Asking yeah. about, you know, find, get, have, having friends who like similar music yeah. and and that kind of thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I no, noticed you put like Marcus Valet in your in your playlist and stuff as well. That's quite an yeah, obscure yeah, yeah. thing, like that that Brazilian funk and groove and stuff. I, I just love that sound. Yeah, I love that Brazilian sound, like Brazilian soul. Um, it's just really musical and uplifting and like soulful, you know. Mm. Yeah. So, who are your big guys? Who are your big influences? If you if you had to say a few. Um, what well, is in general? Just in general, yeah. um, John Mayer, I guess I have to say. Yeah, um, I don't listen to him anymore, but he's—I have to mention him because he's such a big part of my like, yeah, upbringing and the sound and stuff and my yeah. guitar playing. Um, obviously, Jay Diller. I love. Um, I have to mention like electronic music and like yeah. Detroit Swindle, for example. On mm. that, like I love their their music. Um, what else? Radiohead, obviously. Um, Marcos Valley, Tim Mao, and like Soul Isley Brothers, and you know a lot of yeah. soul music. Marvin Gaye. Um, what else? Yeah, yeah. So eclectic, on, eclectic yeah. mix. You right? sound like a DJ. 
do I? <laughs> do you DJ actually? Yeah, yeah. Do you DJ out? Uh, yeah, sometimes I've done yeah. DJ sets, but like I do you enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm just not good at mixing, you know. Right. Which is hard as a DJ. <laughs> You're good at mixing as a producer. I watched that that cool thing. Uh, it's a London web series that you Quake did it too. There's, it's like against the clock or something. Where oh, you yeah, did against the clock, in the ten minute beat challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- that's such a good concept. We were talking about deadlines earlier. It kind of goes to the point. It's like when you set limitations on yourself, you can do cool things. And I, I yeah. watched yours, and I was quite. T- it was like real quick. You got a demo together. You know. Yeah. It's. Um, <laughs> I think it's different than mixing uh, as a DJ, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I just DJing. I find it's especially with like. 80s soul, um, disco and stuff where it's not yeah. done to a click it's like how do you yeah, yeah, yeah. beat match these things I just don't yeah. you know yeah could always just fade down and then fade up the new one that's what? that's why I did that stop dancing classic do not listen to me uh, <laughs> cool so so this is your year off so you're going to be laying low Not, not we're not going to be hearing too much uh, more in 2019 but we've got the mm. Yusuf project coming out do we know when it's coming out summer roughly yeah yeah cool and then and, um, and then maybe some maybe a few gigs of Yusuf so just yeah. a little select things and um, cool just text yeah. us we'll, we'll turn up yeah <laughs> yeah man <laughs> of course man no 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man cool. thank you so much for coming on today um, this My is pleasure. this has been the 64th show of the yes. thread presented by Ronnie Scott and Hennessy you've been listening to Tom Meesh thank you Josie Louise Carter Thank you, Soho Radio. Thank, Thank you, everybody. I think uh, before we say our goodbyes, I think the last song is going to be a Jordan tune, a tribe called Government. Anything, any knowledge that either, either I think you you've covered to? everything, everything ever done <laughs> in the world, Alex. Well done. Cool. Well, thanks again for being here, man. <laughs> Till next time. Thank you. Cheers. See ya. <laughs>